0: Uh, this is another edition of the Merchant of Magic podcast, I'm Dominic Rays. This issue's a little bit uh, different because it's just me, it's 6.30 in the evening, everyone's gone home from the magic shop, I'm going through all the emails, and I've seen a couple of them uh, with a particular question that I thought I'd answer, and I thought the podcast might be a way to do it. Before I get on to that, I just want to say thanks for everyone who's given us such good feedback about the podcast Uh, We don't send them out that regularly, but uh, we record one whenever we can. Um, If you enjoy the podcast, please tell people about it. Uh, Maybe go onto iTunes and send us a review. Um, That really, really helps. So what I wanted to talk to you about today was going to your gig and what goes through your mind on your way to... Uh, a gig that you're doing. So I'm going to assume close-up magic, but it could be anything. It could be a children's show, It could be a cabaret show, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're booked for. Really, quite a few magicians have said that they listen to this podcast on the way to a gig. So, uh, what can we talk about that relates to that? If you're travelling to a gig and you're doing it quite often, you probably already know exactly what you're going to do when you're there. Uh, It might be pretty much the same thing you do at every single gig. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's good to have a polished act. It's good to have a set of material that you perform at every single show. Uh, It gives you consistency. It's material you've worked on and you know really, really well. But with each gig that you do comes the opportunity to try something new and to push forward a little bit more and in doing so, slowly developing your performance. Even if it's the same magic act that you've always done, you can view each gig that you do as going through the motions and a set presentation of your magic, Um, and you can look at it as distinct performances, each one an individual. Or you can look at every performance you do as a continuation of which you develop. A bit like someone doing a theatre show, they may be doing, say, 20 shows over the course of a, of a run, over the course of a month. And every single show from the opening night right through to the last performance is used as an opportunity to tweak and adapt and move forward their performance. So, if you are doing a gig tonight, or you have a gig coming up, Now, I would suggest is a time to think about adding something new or doing something a little bit differently on this gig. Now, you could do all sorts of things. There might be a new magic trick that you've got sat in your magic case. Uh, I know I carry around two or three tricks uh, that I'm constantly working on or I think are ready to perform. And they go in my performing case and they just stay there because when I get to a gig, I have my set magic that I know really works well and, it, and it's all themed and timed. And so sometimes these tricks just stay in the case. Well, this next gig could be an opportunity to just take that out and play with it, even if it's only for 10 minutes and you're doing maybe during the walk-around section of, uh, of the event. And just take it out and play with it for a couple of spectators. It, it might not be perfect. It's probably never going to be perfect until you start performing it. But unless you make a decision to actually have a go and put it out and try it, um, it's just going to stay there. It's going to sit in your case. So that's one thing you could try. Uh, perhaps you could tonight get all the spectators to pull out their mobile phones and set it to record. Everyone that's not, perform- that's not involved in the magic around the table. You could say, hey, get your phones out. If you have got a camera on there? I want you to film this and have eight people filming you and the spectators doing a trick. Um, You might find from that that a lot of people will load that up to YouTube or they might send you a copy. Uh, But again, it's just something new that you could try out. You might try out a new line or a new way of saying something. Perhaps, um, well, I had a conversation with Ben Williams, uh, my sales manager um, at the magic shop at the Merchant of Magic. And he wrote a blog post about this. We did a gig in London um, last month. And we both turned up, but it was going to be a normal walk around. Uh, but Ben was quite edgy for um, all the setup, and I asked him, you know, why he was. He looked really nervous and, and he was fiddling with all, all his uh, equipment. And he explained that tonight was going to be a bit different. He was going to try out serious magic. So instead of the normal sort of jokey, um, entertaining magic he was going to play it as if uh, his tricks were real and go more of a sort of mind reading influence i think he was quite influenced by um uh, peter turner um the mentalist and uh, peter's sort of philosophy of of introducing belief into magic so he decided that he was going to try and be a bit more serious and he was really worried about it And I said to him, well, look, just do that for for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Go and do some walk around. After 10 minutes, if it doesn't work and you don't feel comfortable, just revert back to your normal stuff. There's going to be no harm done. At the end of the the evening, um, the spectator is going to remember all the good stuff. If that falls flat, it was only... 10-15 minutes um, it's not going to matter and you're going to see everyone again during the sit down time so just take 15 or or, or 10 minutes to just play and I think that really helped him and he went and had a go and when we caught up again um, when the room was changing and we were back in the green room setting up for the next sort of section um, he was really psyched up about it and that new style had gone down really well and he decided he was going to continue that for the whole rest of the evening So he tried something new there, just a style change. But it doesn't need to be necessarily your entire style. It could just be perhaps a new way that you're going to approach a table or how you're going to say goodbye to the spectators afterwards. Or it might just be a new line that you've heard that you're not quite sure uh, where, where it would fit in an effect or routine. Equally, at this gig, you might want to think more about marketing yourself as a magician. So perhaps make the commitment that I am going to give a business card to as many people as possible on this gig. Um... If it feels really weird, it doesn't matter, it's one gig or it's one section of a gig, I'm going to perform and then I'm going to give everyone a card. Or I'm going to form and I'm going to offer some cards out afterwards. Um, I wrote a blog post um, recently, uh, I did a little video saying a good way to hand out a card might be to um, explain that there's a good magic TV show on um, coming up soon so for example in the UK Killer Magic has just aired on BBC 3 and that's going to continue later in the year and you might want to say to everyone if you enjoyed that you you might want to watch some there's some good magic on TV at the moment here let me uh, write down when and where and you can put that down and give give your card to the spectators it's a nice way to hand out your business cards and if they do watch the show um, you're kind of associated in their memory with it uh, and your name pops into their mind when they're watching the show and they've enjoyed it, or if they're telling their friends about it afterwards. So this gig, you might say, okay, everyone's going to have a business card. Um, A lot of magicians struggle with that and they feel that they only need to hand out business cards when they're asked. So uh, now you could just try it. Or it might be the fact that you want to pay attention to a particular aspect of your magic. So, uh, for example... On this gig, you might decide I am going to make sure I really smile a lot while I'm performing, uh, and I'm going to be joking, and I'm going to smile with my eyes as well as my mouth. So I'm really going to get into feeling that I'm having a good time, so I'm portraying that in my magic. Um, maybe I'm being a bit too serious when I perform, and I, I should inject a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of sort of happiness in that I'm having a great time. And I'll see how uh, a table will react. You could just try that on one or two tables, or you might want to go the other way and decide that, okay, I'm normally really jokey. Today I'm going to be very serious and I'm going to get people to concentrate and I'm going to take my time and I'm going to slow right down. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you do. As long as you do something different and that way, at the end of the gig, you get some feedback from it. And if you keep doing that every now and then and just adding things up and mixing things around just a little bit... Collectively, slowly, your performances will develop. It's so easy just to fall into that rope. You're giving it no thought. You jump in the car. You've got your kit. You know exactly what you're going to do. You go there. You go through the motions. You perform the gig. You get the same reactions you always do uh, because it's standardised. Uh, But it stays like that. And after a while, it feels uh, it doesn't feel necessarily stale to you because you're so used to it. You don't see how your um, boredom with what you do uh, builds up over time. But your spectators are seeing you for the first time. So they see exactly the package that maybe you don't because you're used to all the previous experiences. Now, if you do change something, it's really important that you keep track of it. And that's why at the end of the gig, and I'd suggest at the end of tonight or at the end of this next gig that's coming up, you take a few moments when you go back to your car or when you're packing up your bag just to make a couple of notes. It could be in a notebook um, if you've got a smartphone, um, you could use a, a note taking app, something like Evernote. You can get that on basically every phone um, and either audio, audio record a little five minute message to yourself about what you liked, what you didn't like, um, or write a little paragraph about what you liked. Uh, put it in your diary, make a diary entry on your phone and put a little paragraph in there about what stood out about that gig. And that way, over time, you're not going to forget the things that worked and that, that didn't work. Now I want to cover a few questions that I've received via email this evening. Um, So Matthew's contacted me. I'm not going to read out his whole email because it's really long Um, but essentially uh, I'll, I'll sort of shortcut what uh, his problem is and that he is constantly waiting for the right moment to start performing uh, he's been practicing for ages uh, he's been practicing now for three years apparently uh he's doing some magic for his family and friends uh, but he always feels that he wants to take it further and he doesn't know when he knows whether he's right um so well matthew's essentially got a problem that uh, so many magicians have and i had for many years as well i could have started performing professionally far earlier than than i did but i was too scared to um and that's he was waiting for the right moment and the right moment basically never comes Uh, there's never going to be uh the absolute perfect opportunity uh, that's going to push you without you doing anything to go out and start performing you have to do something to make it happen Uh, now for me personally um I was asked by a friend whether I would do magic at their wedding, um, and it was a year away, so I thought, yeah, cool, I'll do that, and I agreed it, and um, then forgot all about it, and then as the uh, date approached, it was kind of like too late to uh, back down, Uh, so... You've got to really make some kind of decision. Now, it might be a decision that, right, I'm going to go out and I am going to contact a few local businesses and see if they would like me to do some magic at their venue. Uh, it might be you contact a, um, a care home or something like that, a voluntary or a charity event, and volunteer your services. Um, if you have a friend um, or a family member about to have a party or an event, Offer your services to go and perform at their uh, at their wedding or, or party. Uh, but do something, even though it's really scary, and maybe something a little bit in the future. So it doesn't feel like you're having to do something straight away when you make that commitment. But make one step towards performing and actually do it otherwise it is never going to happen in another year will tick past another one uh, and you'll always be wondering whether you should have done something and then when you do start eventually performing because something out of your control will, will make it happen if you're lucky um you're going to be kicking yourself that you haven't already taken that step because at the end of the day w- why are you practicing magic it's pointless if you just pre- sat in your bedroom learning slight after slight after slight it's fun um but it's not leading anywhere. Magic's about performing and it's about the reactions you cause the spectators. And you can't keep doing that to your family and friends. Uh, you'll become a magic bore. Uh, you've got to do it to fresh audiences and new people. Now, equally, uh, what really stops people from pushing forwards and, and f- making some kind of action which brings them out to perform? And I think many times it's needing the approval of others. And it's... Constantly feeling deep down that perhaps you're not really a magician. Uh, you're just someone that plays with magic, and you're not going to be good enough. Especially if you watch lots of magic DVDs and you see performers, uh, you might watch loads of DVDs with loads of different performers, and you're seeing their best material presented in their in in the best light it is, and you're seeing reactions which have been picked um, and have been vetted um you're seeing a presentation so it's very easy to feel that um you might not be good enough and you need some sort of acceptance or push forward from from other people and again it's a catch-22 situation because unless you get out and perform to strangers uh, you're not going to get that feedback it doesn't matter how good your friends and your family say you are they're your friends and your family so you never really know whether they're just flattering you but when you perform to a stranger you're getting honest feedback um and uh, that's really invaluable but you can't just rely on it you have to basically say i'm ready i'm going to go for it if it doesn't work you've got nothing to lose um if you do uh, a, a little spot at a friend's wedding or a, uh, at a party and um it goes terribly it doesn't really matter um you've learned from it you, you know you haven't been billed as this expensive magician that they bought in and uh, there's no hype there's no nothing to lose really um just have a go Because it it doesn't really matter if you're not perfect. Um, Done is better than perfect, is an expression. Um, If you wait until everything is absolutely as good as it can be, um, you're never going to get anywhere because it won't be as good as it can be until you're performing it regularly to to strangers, to to people. Um, So you have to really just think, "I, I don't need this to be perfect. I just need to get out and start working on it. The important part is, you still strive to make it perfect later, but don't use that as an excuse to hold yourself back from making that leap uh, of performing it to people. And make sure it's good and, and uh, that your technique is strong and that it is is up to scratch. But it doesn't have to be the best it's ever going to be, uh, because that happens later on. The first time you perform something, it's not going to be good as your later performances. I think as well, I think that boils down to maybe being sort of worried about what the outcome of of your magic will be. Um, If you spend too long thinking, overthinking that, you're going to paralyse yourself because you're going to be just worrying and focusing on, oh, they're not going to like the magic or, oh, they're just going to see through that straight away or they're not going to take me seriously as a performer. Um, You can sort of worry too much about the outcome and where your magic is going to go, and is it going to be absolutely perfect? Uh, The main thing is to do it and actually make that commitment to go forward and make the opportunities um, um, present themselves. And They're never going to do it themselves. You have to step forwards, first of all, and, and make that original effort. Okay, so the next question that I've received is from Alex, and he's thinking seriously about performing magic in a restaurant he's been doing it for about two two and a half years um and he's concerned um what's worrying him is that he's been doing magic as a hobby and he isn't sure how different he should be when he performs um as a working magician to how he performs casually with his friends and family well firstly you, there are differences um You've got to be much more professional. You've got to look at the the business side of magic, got to make sure you turn up properly, Um, you're well presented and you've got um, the material ready to perform. But you don't necessarily have to change your character. Um, If your character is working really well when you perform to your family and friends and they're enjoying it and uh, those routines feel natural for you, that's pretty much how you want to perform when you're doing it to strangers. Now, if you're doing it in a restaurant, you're going to be moving from table to table. Um, you can be performing to sort of groups of four, maybe groups of, uh, eight at a time. And you're going to go over, introduce yourself, um, and start performing a trick. And you don't really need to put on a persona, just be yourself, and present your magic how you normally do. Um, but bear in mind that you do have to be polite. Um, you can be very jokey and you can get away with things with your family and friends, um, with a restaurant you're representing the restaurant as well so um you know you shouldn't swear um you need to um Take care of if they have problems um, or you have to look at their mood as well because they're strangers. Um, you may be walking in on a conversation or uh, there may have been a complaint or uh, they may have stuff going on if there's kids uh, around the place causing mayhem uh, so you need to sort of bear in mind that these people are already there and they already have a situation and an issue, and you're going into that and if you are going to change their mood or you're going to enhance their mood um, you, you need to bear that. In mind that you you can't necessarily just uh, be as jokey with them as you maybe would with with your your family uh but really you just want to be yourself um i think when you do it you'll see how that just happens naturally um within one or two tricks you're just going to uh, relax and perform as you ordin- ordinarily do um again it's this thing of overthinking it but uh, you're worried whether you need to have this persona or have this presentation of of someone that you aren't. And that's that's probably not the way to go at first. Um, later on, you might want to develop a character, but really the first couple of times you do it, just be yourself um, and, uh, and see how that plays for you. So good luck with that, Alex. Uh, and let us know how you get on. Uh, And equally, guys, if you've got any problems or questions, drop a team uh, an email over at support at magicshop.co.uk and check out our blog, which is blog.magicshop.co.uk. Thanks for listening.